Good morning and welcome to another podcast sermon. I trust that you are well and blessed. I trust that last week's sermon was a blessing to you, that God is for you, God is with you, and God is in you. Amen. God is for you, God is with you, and God is in you. And you need to know this more than ever before, that he doesn't leave you, nor forsakes you, right? And as we just delve deeper into the message of faith and this message of just understanding that God really wants to meet all of your needs, right? It's important to, to, to know that in the midst of lack and shortage, that God meets your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, right? In in it's not by your works. It's not by your good deeds. Yes, we can do things by ourselves, but God doesn't want us by ourselves. You know, we have our own ability and we have, um, you know, we have our jobs and things that we can do. But God does not want you just doing it by yourself. He wants you to trust in him. He wants you to reach out. He wants you to access the covenant that he has in place that he has put in place. And he wants to bless you through the riches of glory by Christ Jesus, the riches of his glory by Christ Jesus. And this is very important that we learn to tap into the word of God and that we receive this goodness that God has in store for us. Now in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29, God has created uh, sustainability within the kingdom of God. So in verse 29 in Genesis chapter 1, it says, God also said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant. Now, he didn't just give you a plant, but he gave you seed bearing plants so plants that have seeds in it and on the surface of the entire earth and every tree whose fruit contains seed. And he didn't just give us trees, but he gave us gave us trees with fruit. And he didn't just give us fruit, but he gave us fruit that has seed. Now, what does that mean? You see, you see, we can take that tree and we can get the fruit and we can get the seed so we can eat the fruit from the tree. And then we take the seed and we replant that seed. And there's sustainability and there's longevity in that. And so that's how God wants your life to be. God wants to wants your life to be, um, you know, like one who's living by a stream of living water, just a stream of flowing water, just a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water. As Psalm chapter 1 tells us, who's always has which the tree always has fruit in its season. And so it's so important to be nurtured and to be fed by God's word, amen, so that you can continually have supply. And this is very important. The word of God is our supply. The word of God is the seed that we need, amen. So naturally, you take a fruit and you eat it up and you take the seed or, and, you, and you plant it and you get, you get whatever it was. If it was an apple, you get and you plant an apple seed, but you're going to get an apple tree. And off that apple tree, guess what the apple tree is going to do? Bear more apples. And so where do we get the seed from? And spiritually, we understand that the word of God is the seed of God, right? And so as we get into the word of God and as we sow the word of God into our lives, we are sowing seeds into our lives. And from this that we are sowing into our lives, we can expect a harvest. We can expect a return. We can expect our lives to yield fruit. Amen. And so it's important. It's important to understand this. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, you know, God, God was man's provider and he was supplying and he gave man a helpmate and, and he, he was, uh, you know, he continually looking out for man until man, until Adam sinned and, and broke the covenant with God. And that's the key thing here is that Adam sinned and he broke the covenant with God, causing separation between man and, and God. And that's what the death was. He, he told Adam, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Now, many people say, well, Adam didn't die. Well, God was not just talking about, uh, you know, just a physical death. He was also talking about a spiritual death. And that's what happened to Adam. He separated from God spiritually and he was no longer able to receive the blessings and the benefits that he was 
once accustomed to. And so now God needed to recreate um, the covenant. He needed to set up a covenant once again. And this is what he did in Genesis chapter 17 with Abraham. So God in Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 and 2 it says, And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect and I will make my covenant between me and thee and I will multiply thee exceedingly. So in the original Hebrew text, it reads, And God said, I am Al Shaddai, which literally means the breasty one, the provider of all. God is actually saying, I will be your father. I will be your mother. I will be your brother. I will be your doctor, your lawyer, your grocer. I will be your everything. I will be your provider of all. In Deuteronomy 28, Verse 2, we find God making the same statement, and all these blessings will come upon thee and overtake thee, and if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of thy Lord thy God. Amen. So God wants to be your provider. He wants to cause blessings to come upon you and to overtake you. Now, when we hear these things, uh, you know, we must not get carried away with greed and, and the lust for other things, but we need to understand that the very, the very core the very needs that we desire to to be seen you know when it comes to to having a house when it comes to having a car to to get around when it comes to being able to take care of your kids when it comes to be able to send them to 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 study or whatever it may be you understand we're not talking about extravagance we're not talking about just having 10 houses and 10 cars and all of those things and and going on 50,000 holidays we're talking about the main idea of what life is about that it the ability to meet the needs of your life and your family and people around you and God is saying I want to be the one that is involved in that and if we can keep if we can keep greed in check and if we can keep all of the lust and the desires for other things in check and if we can understand that it is God who supplies and if God is supplying I need to stay in fellowship with him and he needs to control that supply and he needs to control my life and he needs to control my philosophy you understand God doesn't just want to supply all of your needs and then you go and live a philosophy outside of him and you live a philosophy that's not his philosophy and his manner and his way so God wants to not control but God wants to have his philosophy embedded into your life and your heart and your and your spirit amen so how how important it is to understand that he is our supply and how important it is to understand that he does and he wants to supply all of your needs so he has promised to be a provider of your every need spiritually physically mentally socially and financially god doesn't want you having lack in any area of your life now we understand that there are times we have to walk through situations we understand that when they were moved when the israel moved out of egypt and they went into the desert we understand that there were times that they they went through difficult times and there were there were times where they had to wait on god to supply food for them from from heaven or there were times where they had to wait for God to use uh, Moses to strike a rock and let water come out of that rock. So we understand that when it comes to your needs being met, it's not like the moment you have that need is going to be met in that very second. We understand that we need faith to walk through that difficult situation, but God is the one who will always meet your need. Amen. God is the one who will always meet your need. Now, when Abraham accepted the contract, he gave God an avenue by which God can once again become the provider. Amen. God can once again become the provider. And when you walk in the covenant of God, when you accept that covenant, 
What is how do you accept that covenant by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and understanding what is this covenant? The Bible says we have this covenant, amen. And without this covenant, we have no hope in this world. But you know what? We are not people without hope, we are people with the covenant with God. And so this covenant is our hope, and this covenant is the promises that we have that God will meet all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now we continually see God always meeting the needs of people in the Bible, right? In 1 Kings 17, we see Elijah and he's by the brook of Cherith and God commanded the ravens to bring bread and flesh for him to, to eat and sustain him. And later on, he sent him to a widow's house where, you know, meal was prepared for him just from a little cruise of oil, right? And this is very important to understand. In Psalm 37, verse 25, it says, I've been young and now I am old and I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now we need to, and I want to help us understand something, that there are times, like we said before, there are times where we find ourselves in difficult circumstances. And many times we say, well, where is God? Because if I'm going through a difficult time, then where is God in this thing? But you need to understand, how do you know faith works? How are you going to ever know the covenant works how will you ever know the comfort of of a spouse until you get married right you can you can understand the theory of of a spouse but until you get married to a person that God sends to you and that person who God sends to you loves you and cares for you you will never know the comfort you will never know that warmth of love right and so how will you know the covenant of God and how will you know if faith works if everything just goes all smooth sailing and it's not that god is trying to create difficult situations we are in this world already right we are living in this world already and god has clearly told us in the word of god that we live in this world but we are not citizens of this world our citizenship is of heaven above so we are while we are in this world now you need to realize that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law we have been redeemed from the curse of the law when jesus became that curse on that cross, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. So that curse doesn't exist anymore in, 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 in understanding when we have come into salvation, that curse is destroyed in our lives, right? The covenant that God created for us, when we come into that covenant, that curse no longer can operate in our lives. Now, there are things out in the world, there are things out there, like we live on this earth, right? God's still about to bring us into that final place. He's still about to bring us into that new heaven and that new earth. So we understand that there's still a system in operation on the planet earth, and we need to use God's system. We need to use God's covenant to 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 not be subjected to the system that is in that world to not be subjected to the sin that is still in that world so it's important to understand that and that's why we need to walk in the word of god that is why we need to walk out the covenant of god so that we are not affected by that world system now why am i saying that i'm saying that because they, while we are in on this earth and while we are while there's sin still rampant on the earth we have challenges that we face on a day-to-day -day basis right we have all of these things that we have to overcome now what helps us overcome faith helps us overcome and that is why we need to understand faith and that is why now we're moving further and we're saying we need to understand the covenant that we have with God God has set this covenant up for us bringing us into this covenant through Jesus Christ giving us the the spirit of faith through Jesus Christ giving us the force of faith through Jesus Christ amen giving us all of the tools of of heaven through Jesus Christ through this covenant amen and helping and, and giving us all of the help that we need through the Holy Spirit so God doesn't want you stuck and God doesn't 
once you set in difficulty and in poverty and in mental distress and in uh, physical distress, God wants to move your life forward. And how is God going to move your life forward? God wants to move your life forward by bringing you into this covenant. Amen. And how are you going to move forward? By activating your faith in that covenant, by believing what that covenant stands for. Amen. So Psalm 37, 25 says, I've been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now, folks, we may go through difficult times. We may face challenges and all of these things, but we need to understand that God will never forsake us. He will never leave us without seed. He will never leave us without seed. Amen. We always have seed in our lives, whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever it is, there's always seed. Now, it's the devil's plan to make you feel that you've been through so much that you don't have anything left to give. But the devil is a liar, right? You need to understand that you always have something to give. Now, in the New Testament, in Luke chapter 9, we know that Jesus fed the 5,000 and the disciples were were, uh, you know, they, they felt that they have been through a, a lot over those few days where Jesus was teaching, teaching the crowds, and they felt that they've been through so much that they don't have much to give. But Jesus said to them, you give them something to eat, right? And that's always the challenge. The challenge is when we've been through so much of life and life has torn at us on every side and pulled on us on every side, and we feel that we don't have anything to give. And that's the devil's trick. And that's the devil's ploy to make you think that you don't have anything left to give. But you need to understand that you always have something to give. You may not have money, but you have spiritual input to give. You may not have spiritual input sometimes in terms of, you know, all of the knowledge of God's word, but you have some kind of kindness to give. You have some kind of encouragement to give. You have something to to offer somebody. And that's the seed. And that's what the devil is trying to keep away from, keep you away from sowing back into your life and into other people's lives. And so as we we are facing all of these challenges, we need to get over the things that we are facing. And that is why it's so important to fellowship with the Lord through the word of God, because the only way that we can get rid of the things that we are feeling is through the washing of the water by the word, right? So the only way that we get cleansing is through the word of God. And you got to stay in the word of God and you got to receive that cleansing that comes from only spending time in God's word. And if you don't spend time in God's word, you're not going to have your soul washed over. Amen. You're not going to have your soul cleansed over. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. Amen. Come on now. As the deer goes by that stream looking for the water, he sees his reflection. You see, you're not going to get cleansed until you're seeing the reflection of the word of God. And if you don't see the reflection of the word of God, you're not going to know how you should feel. You're not going to know how you should act. You're not going to know the psychology that is needed, the mentality, the spirit of faith that is needed. And you're going to feel things just that comes. And we know we know we don't need to think about feeling feelings just come but without the reflection of the word of god in our lives we're not going to have enough strength to feel the right things and we need strength to feel the right things because feeling the wrong things you don't even need strength for that that just happens automatically and so to know that god is is your source of supply to know that god is your source of supply you need the strength. You need the strength that comes from God's word. To know that God is your source of supply, you need to have the covenant that comes from God's word. Amen. How can you have confidence in the covenant, which is the word of God, if you don't take time and spend time in that word? So when you spend time in the word, confidence about the word builds up inside of your spirit. You can't have confidence about the word if you don't spend time in God's word. 
And so it's so important, even as we have gone through this difficult time and we've gone through lockdown and as we are coming out of all of this stuff and, you know, some of that emotion that we felt right at the beginning and some of that fear that we felt right at the beginning and reminded us about what's important. But all of that now may be passing by and we've forgotten about that because life and its alarm bells are ringing again and the alarm bells are sounding and all of the, the all of the anxiety and all of the fears and all of the terror are kicking back in and so we find ourselves in that place where we're not sure about how to live life and 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 meet the demands of life but at the same time you know take time out to spend time in god's word but what is life without god what is life without god's word and this is the challenge the challenge is that we before lockdown we, we were so busy with life and then when we were hit with this whole uh you know complete restricted movement and we realized what was so important in life now that our movements are, are you know we have more liberty in our movements again now we've forgotten about those things that we were reminded about and it's so important to realize that it's so easy to forget and to lose sight of what is important in life what does it gain a man to lose his soul but to gain the whole world? You understand? And so it's so important. We can chase We can chase the gold at the end of the rainbow. We can chase that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But what does it benefit a man to lose his soul? Don't lose your soul. Don't lose who you are. Don't lose what you believe in. Don't lose who you know God is. Don't lose your covenant that you have with God. The most important thing, keep the important things, the important things. Place priority on what's important. Put that thing first. Put it first. And the word of God must come first in your life. Take time to always put the word of God into your life. Amen. Now, in closing here, turn with me to Psalm 145. And we want to look at verse 8 here. From verse 8 to verse 19. In closing here, it says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in faithful love. The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all he has made. All you have made will thank you, Lord. The faithful will bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might, informing all people of your mighty acts and of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his actions. You see, as we read this, you, you start to see and you start to know, but you got to read this all the time. You know, how can you have faith for the word of God if you don't put your, if you don't put your mind toward that, toward the word how are you going to have faith toward the word of god if you don't put your attention to the word now when it comes to other things you may say but how why does it take so much effort to get faith when we got to spend so much time in the word of god well it also takes as much effort to have faith in natural things because every day that you step out you're looking at those natural things every day that you step out you're reminded about covid 19 every day that you step out and you drive your car you're reminded about the car that you don't have every time you come home you're reminded about the house you don't have every time you look at your your house inside of it you're reminded about all the things you don't have and so that's faith and that's that's things that's coming from external sources right it's coming through your eyes and your ears and all of that so it's so important to take time to build faith in the word of god and to stay focused on what god's word says to us amen in verse 14 it says the lord helps all who fall he raises up all who are oppressed all eyes look to you and you give them their food at their proper time amen 
Amen. All eyes look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. Come on now. God wants to give you food. God wants to make sure that you are fed and not fed up. He wants to make sure that you are fed. Verse 16, you open your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and the and faithful in all his acts. The Lord is near all who call out to him and all who call out to him with integrity. Come on. God is near to all those who call out to him. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you right now. What is it that you need? What is it that you desire? Where are you struggling? Where is your pain? Where is the fear? Where is the anxiety? Call out to him today. Call out to him. Make that decision to call out to him. God wants to deliver you out of all your trouble. Not just some of the trouble. He wants to deliver you out of all the trouble. It may seem impossible right now. You may say to yourself, but I've done this many times before and I haven't seen the result. I want to encourage you. It's not over yet. God is not done working in your life. God is not finished working that miracle out in your life. The good work that he has begun, he will bring to completion. Amen. He will always cause you to triumph for his name's sake. If you speak to this mountain and you say in your heart, be removed from here today and you do not doubt, but you believe that those things which you say shall be done for you in the name of Jesus, then I want you to know that that mountain will move. But you have to understand now that mountain's only going to move because you have developed faith in the one that moves the mountain. God bless you.